Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the K Factor here on Blog Talk Radio, where K equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it. You know, the most expensive currency in the world and the most basic currency in the world is kindness. It's very expensive to be kind. Because you have to risk your ego, your self-perception. Haven't you ever really wanted to be kind in the middle of something and you kind of felt like if you were, you'd be the schmuck, you'd be the fool. People would scoff at you and make fun of you for being a patsy or a wuss or whatever. It takes courage, real courage, to engage in kindness. And if you think... No, I'm always kind. I know how to do it. I don't have a problem with it. Stop and think about life episodes that just annoy the bejeez out of you. Mine is traffic. I can get really annoyed in traffic. Lots of people can. That's why we have a disorder called rage, road rage. (laughs) And even if you're not a lunatic about it, we get upset. And other people in their big metal vehicles doing what we think is wrong or inappropriate or inconvenient or somehow disruptive to us. And how about if in that very moment, the very first thing that we would say instead of something with expletives and a raised blood pressure, what if what we would do is we would say, bless their heart, I got to get out of their way because... Obviously, something is really urgent for them. Something is really binding them up. I'm going to say a little prayer for them or have a mantra or put a good thought in their direction. I'm going to extend my kindness and my gentility towards them. I'm not kidding. I've done this intermittently when I can get my wits about me in order to remember to do that. After all. I am the host of the K-Factor, where we're talking about kindness, so I need to be a role model for it in a big way. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and I love what we're doing here at the K-Factor. We've been on the air for several years, on and off. It's that way when you're running your own show, but I'm telling you what, I'm in it for the long haul, and we're going to work to be as consistent as we possibly can. And today's episode is about kind of a stacking up of the things that we've talked about on the last handful of episodes, except today I'm going to really zero in on something. It's not just about authentic, holistic well-being, which has been the theme recently and pretty much overall, but also epigenetics and nutraceuticals and biogenetics. But I want to I wanna expand this and permeate this into the theme of aging. People say, oh, man, you know, I'm so tired. It's because I'm just getting older. My joints hurt. Well, it's part of what happens when you get old and older. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, my back is out. My knees are worn out. My hips are killing me. Threw my elbow out. You know, I got arthritis and then my skin. I've got psoriasis and 
My belly's extended. I got some kind of liver thing going on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait a second. Are you telling me that aging is difficult? Oh, yeah. Why do they call it the golden years, and when did that start? Yeah, I don't know why they call it the golden years. These years are anything but golden. Okay. How's your vehicle? Do you have a new car or an old car? Oh, I got an old classic. You do? How old is your car? Oh, I got a beauty. I got a car that's 50 years old, and it's amazing. Well, that's interesting. And how does it run? Oh, it runs like a charm. How is that possible? I have a car that is six months old, and I'm kind of irritated with it because there's a glitch here and there, and uh, I just keep riding through it. Oh, no, no, you got to preserve your car. you got to take good care of it. you got to do the maintenance on it. you got to do the prevention on it for the mechanics of it and then also for the body. Really? That's interesting. So aging really is easy for a car? Oh, yeah, if you take good care of it, great. Gotcha. Aging is really easy for us as human beings if we take this vehicle, which we inhabit. If you think about it, and I've really adopted this line of thinking, we're little spiritual creatures, and we fly into this body and inhabit it, and that's our blessing. We get to experience this earthly experience, this earthly reality living inside of this earthly vehicle, and if we take exquisite care of it, it will take us for a long, long time. What is it that we need to do in order for that to happen? How do we we prolong our life and stay healthy? Because that's really the secret. And I started this line of thinking when I was a little girl, my parents had me when they were in their mid, mid, mid I almost said mid-50s, mid-30s. I had a sister who, when I was born, was about 12 and a brother who was about 6, so each one of us got a lot of time with them. So our parents were in their 40s and 50s as I was growing up, and I would talk to them as they got into their 60s and then hit 70 about the process of aging because I was so fascinated and curious. So there I am interviewing my mom and dad that were born in the same year, 1921, if they were turning 70, asking them, so tell me what it feels like. And they were taken aback. And I said, oh, look, I'm giving you for a birthday present uh, the book 70, written by May Sarton. I really want all three of us to read it and talk about what it feels like to be 70. And they they got a little irritated with me, and they said, what do you mean? We don't feel 70. 70 is is the artificial marker. It's a counting of the years since we've gotten here. And by the way, by the time you turn 70, you're starting into your 71st year. And so it really, it really is behind. So we've missed the celebration of that decade marker. And I, never thought about it that way, so we're always a little older than what we celebrate we are. Because really, when we hit 70, we ought to say, great, 70 down. And 
who knows how many more to go as opposed to finally I'm at 70. No, no. <laughs> you hit 70 last year. The point is, one of the things that my mom and dad said to me was, we feel young and we feel youthful and we feel vibrant. And when we look in the mirror, when we catch a glimpse of ourselves in the mirror, like we're walking past a, a reflective device and we see ourselves out of the peripheral vision, it's almost a double take because we both feel so young. Now, my parents had both had illness in their 60s, so it surprised me a little bit, but it also delighted me and it confirmed something. Because of their attitudes and their perspectives, you know, we popularize the idea of attitude and perspective by talking about mindset. Mindset is nothing more than your perspective, which creates your attitudes. And the perspective that I was raised with is life is beautiful, you are good, and our earthly experience is what you make of it. No matter what it is that is delivered to you in this life, what it is you do with it is what determines everything. And so what you need to do is you need to pay attention to how it is you're thinking every moment of the day. That's not easy to do because we get lost, right? Don't we get sort of sucked into all kinds of vacuums of other people's energy and circumstances and scenarios that depending on how we interpret them, we blow them out of proportion and twist them a bit in ways that elevate our blood pressure. And you can feel it. You can feel when your body gets that rush of heat, when you're irate about something or embarrassed or frightened. It's a visceral response to something that's happening outside of you And depending on the way in which you're perceiving it, you're creating an attitude to match it. So think about this. If you do that over the course of decades, what happens to your body? Well, your mind adapts to the negativity, and your body then suffers the wear and tear. For every thought that you have, You have emotions that are paired with it that are releasing neurotransmitters into your body and making your vascular system either expand or contract. So when somebody says you're so uptight, it really is a truth. When we get tense, angry, irritable, we really do constrict. We get uptight. That damages our vascular system, and it really strains our heart. And when our heart is strained and our vascular system is constricted, all of the organs in our body are deprived of easy blood flow, and blood is what flows oxygen throughout our body and every part of our body. So if you have cold extremities, and it's not about the weather, because you're constricted somehow. That means your your heart is having to work harder. And it also means if you're foggy in your mind, you're not getting enough blood and oxygen to your brain 
And unless you have full capacity of your mental capabilities, you're not thinking at your best and highest. So the trick really is to every morning as you arise, open your eyes and determine where your mind is going to go for that day. I can guarantee you that when you get into this habit, which takes a very short period of time, people say, oh, it takes three months, oh, it takes 12 days, it takes 21 days. Take all that and say hog manure and push it over to the side. Because your attitude and your perspective is in your control and you can change it with the snap of a finger immediately. But it takes determination. So whatever it is that you need to do to be determined, it's essential. When you do that, you're protecting your vehicle. Let's go back to the analogy about the car again. If you let your car run low on oil, you do damage, and then you have to work so hard to repair the damage. If you let the gas tank run low consistently, you start running through the fuel lines, the dredge that's in there, as opposed to keeping it fresh and clean all the time. I am looking at the aging process based upon what I see each and every one of us doing daily, weekly, monthly, annually, and stacking it up. I look at people at all different ages, and I look at who it is that I really admire because they've maintained physical flexibility. They've been loving and genteel with their body. They've eaten appropriately and maintained a healthy weight so that they're not taxing their joints and their organs and their mind. I look at how people I know that are calm and seem to be able to manage whatever it comes to them in this life, deal with circumstances with a certain grace and diligence towards peacefulness. And I think all of these different kinds of people are role models for me, and I want to do the best I can to incorporate all of that into the being that is me. Now, I don't make a claim that it is presto instant easy, but I do make the claim that it is absolutely possible. We can start and restart every day and multiple times during the day. And then when we get through the day, when we're getting ready for our night of slumber, our night of rest, our night of repose, if what we will do is remove from our immediate electronics and foods and beverages and lay ourselves down on a comfortable bed with a pillow and, and coverings and nude or with clothing of nightwear and lay there and just talk to your body and instruct it to have every part of it relaxed and recapture the love that you feel for your whole being 
your mind and your body and each part of your body and take a walk through. I teach you how to do this when you Google Dr. Deb Carlin uh, meditations. Very simple exercises that you can learn how to do that are true mind-body medicine, things I've learned from Dr. Herbert Benson out at Harvard who opened up the first mind-body clinic in this country more than 50 years ago. This is not new age, new stuff. This is ancient science about how to take good and loving care of ourselves. If you will do that at the end of every day and close out your day with gratitude for as many things as you have fingers and do the count of all these things that you're grateful for and then tell your mind it is time for repose, it is time to relax, it is time for our slumber, it is time for our respite, it is time for our rest and our sleep and say goodnight to yourself hug yourself remember as a little kid hug yourself, hug yourself so big be gentle and childlike with your wonderful self and then allow all of your momentum of the day to just pause and you go into sleep and you go into REM sleep and you dream and you drift and you really truly recalibrate your body recovers your youth in rest your body regenerates in rest and as your body does that and your mind is connected to it the two of them are influencing one another and it shifts your behaviors my friends I do this I'm the expert and I'm still practicing I need to remind myself about these things every day and throughout the day. I think one of the reasons I love doing this show and doing the platform speaking and, and doing the work that I do is because not only am I teaching and guiding others, I'm also reminding and teaching and guiding myself and learning from others all the things that I'm talking to you about right now. You know, we have got so many things in today's technology that can be helpful to us. Once upon a time when we had organic foods, we could depend upon our diet if we just ate fresh and local. And now our earth is depleted of nutrients and we have to really work to get organic ground reestablished. But, you know, there's DNA testing that we can do. And that's the epigenetics that we've been talking about here over the last several weeks, last several episodes. We can do... DNA testing and see exactly what nutraceuticals we need, what switches in our DNA we need to be mindful about and influence so that we don't suffer illness and so that our aging is easy. Living, this is your mantra, living is easy. I'm an expert. (laughs) The weather is so predictable. I'm an expert. I've been living the weather for decades. I know what I'm doing. I have practiced in this life. Friends, I'm going to leave you on that note and invite you to come back again and again to hear the good news. And the good news is 
that sharing this kind of information with you is one of the kindest things that I can do. I want to live a long and healthy life. I want my beloved to be beside me. So I want everybody to adopt the mindset, the attitude, the perspective that aging is easy. It's beautiful, it's elegant, and it's graceful. And on that note, this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, signing out.